We uh, appreciate the opportunity to speak to missions, Dr. Craig. Uh, you must be a brave man having two retired missionaries in a special call business meeting. That's a formula for disaster. Uh, I don't know if I'd ever be brave enough to try anything like that, but uh, it gives us an opportunity to speak to something that's dear to our heart. It's also an opportunity for us to uh, thank you for what you have done for us and praying for us and uh, supporting missions while we were on the mission field and all the years that um, uh, this church has been involved in supporting foreign missions. So we just want you to know that uh, we're very grateful for that. Uh, we're going to speak uh, a good bit about monetary things, but um, I want you to understand uh, I don't uh, look over the uh, value of prayer and what that does for missionaries on the field. Each one, if they could line up right here and come across this stage tonight, they would tell you how much they appreciate the prayers that you lift up for them and the work that's being done. And Clayton has some prayer guides for uh, this mission offering that are available for you and you can use during this time. So uh, those were certainly be appreciated. Uh, we, we did serve in Turkey, and we worked on the team that John and Jennifer Morgan led, so if I say something wrong, they can straighten that out tonight and uh, fix it up. Uh, we do have some things that we want to share with you, but uh, uh, the most important thing would be for us to communicate with you what you need to know to support missions. So if you have something you want to know about, um, just raise your hand while we're talking, and we'll uh, either let John or Jennifer answer that, and then we'll uh, we'll move on. But uh, but we would be glad to do that. Uh, I don't think we have ever, in our time sharing with uh, churches about missions, uh, shared the stats from the previous year. Uh, but but I, I want to do that. A uh, couple of things. I, I think it's important for you to know where your dollars are going and what's happening with your dollars. Um, and I don't know, were we able to capture these, Jamie? Uh, uh, so, yes, during the past year, uh, your gifts uh, to international missions has allowed 108,714 new believers to come to Christ. Uh, uh, 12,005 churches were planted. Uh, 811 people groups were engaged uh, 14,817 pastors were trained. And that's so important. You know, uh, uh, missionaries go there and they do the work, but they don't want to stay in one place all the time. They want to keep moving. And, you know, kind of like Paul was doing as he was moving around and leaving pastors. So it's so important to have these uh, almost 15,000 pastors trained to continue the work and carry on the work there. And... Also, during this past year, there were about 3,700 field personnel. With, with all those stats, uh, it, it's really important, and it's uh, valuable to see what's going on. But at the same time, we're reminded that there is some 2.8 billion people that are still uh, not engaged with the gospel. There's hardly anything going on to reach those people. That's almost half 
of the 7 billion world population. So you can see that a lot of good things have happened. Uh, you know, uh, somebody said something to us one time, well, this thing is just about wrapped up, isn't it? Hadn't we just about got this thing going? And I can say, well, look around in America and see if it's all wrapped up. Uh, but, you know, it's not all wrapped up in the world, and it's important for us to, to still be in gauged with missions. I, I, I'm going to come to you tonight, and I'm, I'm going to uh, uh, ask you to give, all right? I'm going to give you some reasons for that, but uh, just know up front that um, I believe this is important. You can see from these numbers that it's important. Uh, we're, we're asking you to give to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, which uh, is uh, conducted by the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, last year, uh, through the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, uh, $158.9 million were given through this offering. Those funds and the funds we give this year will go directly to support missions on the mission field, missionaries and the work that they're doing on the mission field. And that's about one-half of the budget for uh, for the International Mission Board. Uh, so it, you can see how important this is. The, the other majority of the uh, uh, money that they use uh, to make up their budget comes through the cooperative program. Our church gives uh, 10% to, through the cooperative program, and, and that's up to the budget amount uh, that we set every year. So up to that amount, church gives 10%. So uh, part of that money goes to the International Mission Board. Part of it goes to the North American Mission Board. Part of it goes to the state of Louisiana and other uh, SBC agencies. So that's where the money comes from that uh, supports missions around the world. As our budget grows, (laughs) we would hope that uh, uh, giving uh, to this offering would grow. Over the last three years, uh, Clayton gave me these numbers this week. Uh, we've given uh, 24,000, 34,000, and 32,000, respectively, uh, to Lottie Moon Christmas offering. And Dr. Craig shared with you tonight that the uh, goal for this year is 38,000. Uh, and he said, I could just talk tonight till we came up with that amount. So, um, uh, the the quicker you uh, start uh, chipping in there, the quicker this gets uh, this gets over. All right. So you might say, you know, why do we do this? You know, I, I had somebody say, well, the people we're working with, we really didn't even need need to go there. And I was thinking, good grief! I'm glad God didn't look at me and think that way. You know, I'm a sinner just like everybody else is, and uh, and my wife can testify to that. So. Uh, but, you know, we do it because of the Great Commission. Uh, uh, God said for us to go. Go ye therefore into all nations. Um, he, he says to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. You know, that that is a challenge for us. That's a command for us. That's the reason we do what we do. That's the reason that we minister in this area. That's the reason that we seek to reach people around the world. We're also challenged by Acts 1.8. It says that we will, uh, that you should receive the power of the Holy Spirit and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea, uh, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. 
you know, we can't go to the ends of the earth. We can do a good job here in our Jerusalem and Judea and Ruston and in Louisiana, but all of us can't go to the ends of the earth, but we can be a part of the work. Uh, those numbers that I read out a while ago, they couldn't have happened if you and people like you weren't giving to support missions. In a recent message, Dr. Craig said that uh, we're here to bring God and man together. Uh, we're here to bring God and man together. And as you see in Acts 1-8, it's not just to bring God and man together in Ruston and Louisiana, but it's to bring God and man together all around the world. So this happens in our church, and it happens uh, through the missions that uh, uh, through international missions. So that's the way these numbers come about. Uh, you know, numbers can just kind of blow past us. They don't really represent people. But, uh, but w uh, we have something that we want to show you that represents an individual. This is a video that we've shown before, but it's been several years. Uh, the background is the city where we lived. Uh, the young girl who will give her testimony uh, was discipled by some journeymen that we know and uh, it just if you just listen to her testimony uh, it's very important to see how God touches one life at a time I was actually a really strong Muslim, really strong Muslim. Then all of a sudden, everything lost its meaning. I started to look for God. I asked my mom how she would react if I said that I became Christian. And she said, I would never ever forgive you. It's such a big decision for me. Everything was amazing in my life. I mean, I, I was healthy. I was going to the best university. I had many beautiful, amazing friends. My family was, was amazing. I was dancing, acting, singing. I was doing everything. I had money. I was, I was living such a wonderful life. But there was always something missing. Uh, I felt it when I was a Muslim. Then becoming, after becoming a Christian, um, I felt that I found that lost, missing piece of the puzzle. Must 
After I became Christian, a friend of mine saw me and said, "There's something that happened to you, and it makes your eyes brighter." Are your eyes brighter? Mm-hmm. Do you have Jesus in your heart, and can you stop and pray for somebody? Try that. Your um, your giving brought. The missionaries, they were, you didn't see their faces either. Um, they don't ever mention the city. Uh, they don't show the young lady's face. But uh, your giving brought those missionaries and this young lady together, and she got to know God because of them. Uh, so, you know, I, I wish you could walk on those streets and see those people. I could, uh, looking at that, I could smell the sea. I could smell the tea. I could smell the bread. Uh, I could smell the people. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, that's, that's where your missionaries are living and working every day with people like that. And, and you might say, well, what does that have to do with me? In Galatians uh, 2.20, Paul was writing to the churches in Galatia, which is in um, uh, modern-day uh, Turkey, and he said, I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, 
but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We're to live so that Christ can do his work uh, through us. Uh, our, our life is not to be about us, but it's to be about Christ. Uh, this past week in Connection Group, we were talking that when people look at us, they ought to see Christ. We ought to be doing the things that uh, Christ would do. So uh, just as we're Christ's vessels here, uh, just as we're living for him here, those 3,700 missionaries that you support around the world are Christ's vessels. Um, they're, uh, they have different gifts. They have different resources. Uh, but all of them are seeking to bring about the kingdom work. Uh, as you know, we were in Turkey, and we had a neighbor. I call her Joy. Uh, because she was very joyful even before she became a Christian. She was happy, seemed to be happy and joyful. But after she came to know Christ, her joy just exploded. And she loves to sing uh, Christian songs. She's a Turkish tutor. If there are expats that need to practice their Turkish, she does that. And she loves to sing with them. Uh, She needs more students because of the conditions in her country right now there's not that many students so she needs either new students or another way to make some money and i'm praying that she's going to take the gospel to her family as well she's still fearful about that so uh, you know just as christ gave himself for us as paul mentioned in uh, uh 220 there the question we face is you know what will we give and, and I'm applying that not only to our lives and our abilities, but also the resources that we have. The second question we have is, does God really keep up with what we do? <laughs> does it matter? And in 2 Corinthians 5.10, uh, Paul is uh, writing, and he's writing from Ephesus, which is a city in present-day Turkey. He said, for we must... Uh, all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Uh, uh, Dr. Craig, in another message recently, I kept up with two messages, Dr. Craig. I took notes in two of them. So, uh, but, he, but he said that, that we're going to be held to a higher standard. Um, you know, we have a lot in our country. Uh, we're blessed. We have a lot of abilities. We have a lot of resources. I, I believe, as Dr. Craig said, we're going to be held to a higher standard. And, you know, we can't just tread water and say, that looks nice. <laughs> you know, we're just going to keep on doing that. Uh, we've got to look at the uh, standard we've been given uh, uh, that we're held to. We've been given a lot. And uh, this passage is not talking about determining our eternal destiny. Uh, when we accept Jesus Christ and washed uh, by his blood and our sins are forgiven, that determines our eternal destiny. But this passage that Paul's talking about here is uh, it's talking about rewards for what we have done or what we have not done. Uh, so to answer the question that I asked, yes, God does keep up with what we do. Uh, he keeps account of it. You might say, well, gosh, I can't do a lot. Well, uh, all we're expected to do is just like that uh, widow that gave the two mites and when Jesus and their disciples were watching and Jesus looked at her and said, man, she's given more than everybody else. That's all God wants for us. It's what we've got. Use that to, uh, to honor him. 
you know, might say, well, you know, that's going to that's going to stretch me. But uh, in Mal- I, I'm always reminded of Malachi 3.10. And it says that bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Just like Dr. Craig said tonight, we give our tithe to the church. We bring the tenth into the storehouse. Uh, he said, so that there may be food in my house. He said, test me in this uh, uh, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. You know, we're we're all at different stages in our life and different things are going on you know when we're young and starting out in life we think well we don't have enough to make ends meet when we get older and kids grow up we don't think we have enough to make ends meet and then we get older and retire and we get on a fixed income and we say i don't have enough to make ends meet god says test me (laughs) he said check me out he said, you give, and I'll take care of the rest of it. I believe that he uh, wants us to test him. I think it's almost like a dare. He's almost a double-dog dare you. <laughs> you know, try this. See how it works. Uh, so uh, we're to give to our church. We're to tithe to our church. But uh, we're to support other areas like the Lottie Moon Christmas offering that's over and above uh, uh, what we normally give. You know, sometimes we look at this time of the year and there's a lot of expenses. Uh, I, I would ask you just to uh, to do something over the next four weeks. Maybe do something every week. Kind of lay out a plan about what you would like to do. Uh, John and I and some more guys meet and uh, uh, for, uh, I don't know, maybe what, a month now or over a month we've been giving uh, Every uh, week, uh, we don't do this all the time, but we decided to to do that this year, and uh, and we said we're going to divide it up four ways to uh, Christian Community Action and to the Crisis Pregnancy Center, to North American Missions and International Mission Board, and we're going to give that to Brenda Kay when it's all done and let her dish it out that way. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I've noticed uh, I've been giving out of what I normally put in my pocket every week, and the pocket hadn't gone empty. Uh, God has honored that test that uh, that He's laid out before us. So I would I would ask you to uh, to test Him. So, does it matter to God what we give? I don't think the amount matters to Him so much as what's your heart attitude when you give. Just like Mike was talking about the widow. And her mites. She gave all she had. What What is your attitude when you give? You say, oh, okay. Or is it, God, you've been so faithful to us. We want to give you the most that we can. We want to give you the most that we can. John is writing from Ephesus, and he talks about giving in a manner worthy of God. A manner worthy of God. Do we remember God's faithfulness when we start to give? Or do we just want to give something that's respectable? Think about that. We've got to have a grateful, humble, thankful heart. I think we all need to pray for that before we even decide the amount. We've got to get our heart right with God. Give in a manner worthy of God. And the people that John was talking about 
giving to were traveling pastors. <laughs> they were really missionaries. And he said, give and support those guys in a manner that's worthy of God. And I think he looks at us today and he says, I want you to give in a manner that's worthy of me. You know, we can ask ourselves, is $38,000 worthy of God? <laughs> we'll find out when we get to heaven. But he wants us to give in a manner that's worthy of him. I hope we do that, Dr. Craig, and even even more. So, um, you know, not too long ago, while we were still on the mission field, there were uh, almost or more than 5,000 missionaries at one point. Is that right? Do you remember? Something. Okay. Uh, but al- almost 5,000, and now it's been uh, trimmed back uh, to 3,700. Uh, you know, I look at that, and I look at some... 2.8 billion people in the world that don't have Jesus Christ, uh, and and that, and that's a staggering number. Uh, but what it really boils down to is that uh, it's like ten times what we have in this country. We can look at our country, and it's fully engaged with the gospel, and we look at it and say, "Man, that's a daunting task." But when you multiply that by 10 times to get these 2.8 billion people that are around the world that ha- don't have any engagement, uh, gosh, we need to be doing something. We need to be giving in a manner that's worthy of the Lord. Dr. Craig, thanks for letting us share our heart about this, and uh, uh, we really are grateful for it. Thank you, Mike and Mary, and I would encourage you after church to go by and give them a hug and let them know you appreciate what they, uh, they shared with us. We're going to do our invitation. We're just going to remain where we are, but I want to ask you if you would bow your heads, and, and I just want to talk to you for a second as we, we pray. You know, obviously, if you're here tonight and you don't know Christ, and that may be the root of your problem, and you need to... Give your life to Christ. Do that this evening, and we'd certainly talk to you after church about that. And as a Christian, if you are a Christian, giving is giving's who we are. We're saved because God's a giver, and and giving is our life. It's our time. It's our talents, and it is our money. And and when we have a problem giving our money, it's really a heart problem, not a billfold problem. Maybe you know tonight what God would have you do with this missions offering. Commit to do that this month. Maybe tonight you just need to ask God, God, show me what you want me or my family to give. And, and as Mike and Mary said, you can't outgive God. And God blesses us in proportion to how we give, not how we hold on to something. Lord, thank you so much that you, you're the missionary, the original missionary. You created us. You tried to reach us from the get-go in the garden. You sent Jesus to come, obviously, as a foreign missionary to reach us. And, Lord, once we're reached, our, our life is to be spent glorifying you and reaching others. Help us to use our time, our talents, our life, and our money to do that.
Thank you for loving us, Jesus, and we love you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.